Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Can we, can we start this uh, with a word of prayer, the sermon? Thank you, Lord, because you are good. We heard so many testimonies. We are hearing also that you are starting new programs. Thank you, Lord, because you give us life and life in abundance. We also want to pray for the word this morning, Father God, that you can give us, uh, that, you can, that you can open our hearts, that you can speak to us, Lord. Where the Spirit of the Lord, there, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we believe, Lord, that there is freedom in our hearts, freedom in our minds to receive your word, Father God, and that the truth will set us free. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, that you honor your word and that your word is light to our steps. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Good. So, long weekend, eh? We can feel it. So we are going to, to start... Some of us, we are be, uh, coming every Sunday very faithfully to the church, and you know that we are going through a series that is called Every Nation in Action. Is that correct? Yes. yes. So just to recap a little bit, this is the last one that we are going to, to have. And we started by prayer. Eh? Those that remember, it was Auntie Barbara and Margaret that spoke about prayer. Then we heard about uh, Give. It was Pastor Tian from Okahanja, from our Okahanja church, that spoke about if you cannot go, in short, eh? if you cannot go, give at least to somebody that can go. Okay? Then we had Malcolm, and uh, it was you, eh, Chris, that we spoke about the start of the church. And last week we had. Uh, very good visitor of us, a friend of us, Jack. He's Jack. We know him, some of us, for a long time. He's going in around trying to encourage us to go to the window 1040. Some of us, do we know the window 1040? Yeah. For those that don't know, is where the gospel is not, it's not, there is no freedom to go and talk about the gospel. So he's always encouraging us. He's always doing some things to do. Uh, to take the gospel to the needy. And it was also Philip, eh? You remember also Philip spoke about? Eh? It did encourage us to, to go and reach the lost. So we encouraged. Yeah, very good. So it's still warming up, eh? So uh, just to recap, as every nation, our mission is to honor God by establishing Christ-centered Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. Eh? So we, we know that in, uh, the, the vision of our church is that we have to reach every nation in our generation. Are we together? Those that are young, you will still have a long more nations to reach. Those that we are a bit older, we will reach less. But we have children. Our children will be going. Amen? Yeah, so... Uh, this mission is rooted in the word of God, as it's seen in the book of Acts. Some of us, we pray, and we remember, you know, those that are reading the book of Acts, and we are so excited and say, yes, Lord, that the, that the church, 
that the things that were going on in the book of Acts, that they can come and be with us. Eh? That we can live like the church was living through the book of Acts and so on. Okay, so this basically, this, uh, we want now to go particularly to what this, uh, this particular sermon is about. Now talk, talking about the social responsible part. And what I'm very uh, happy and, and blessed is that all what we were speaking, the, the previous uh, uh, speakers, all of us were in the same line. So we will just be building on what they spoke already. Okay? Amen? So we are one in Jesus. So just, just as you have there in the slides, it's very interesting that if we go to the book of Acts, okay, everything started, you know, when they started praying and so on and so forth. There were the 120, the, and the Holy Spirit came. That was in Acts 1.15. And they couldn't stand anymore the power of the Lord. They had to witness. There was an eagerness in them to not just stay settled. Eh? I, I, I like... Uh, what all the other speakers were saying, you know, the eagerness to be together, the eagerness to do something, and signs and wonders were following, the same like we saw here with Lorraine. Things have to happen. So when they started happening, the things, one of the things that happened is that in Acts 2, it was the first time that Peter preached. And you know, Peter was a, somebody that was not very educated. He was a, uh, a fisherman. But yet, 3,000 people became believers. Okay? So it's the power of the Spirit. It's not what we have in us. It's exactly what we were hearing from Philip. Eh? It's not what we have, all the education and all the degrees and all the courses that we went through and everything. It's the Holy Spirit that witnesses. We are witnesses. Eh? And we're, what? Eh, we have lawyers amidst us. A witness is somebody that saw something. Eh? Is, is that correct? Eh? You can only be witness if you have seen something. Eh? And what they were doing is they were witnessing the power and the presence of God. So then we have in, ver in Acts verse 2, 47, that every day the Lord was adding new people. And then we go to Acts 4, 4 and 5,000 new believers. So there was an exponential growth in the church. Now, as you will imagine, it was not just friends and family members that were added to the church. It was everybody, isn't it? So if we, if we see Peter was going through even the, the streets and people were laying down their sick so that they, even the shadow of Peter could heal. So everybody was coming to the church. It was not just, you know, those living in Klein Winduk or those living here. It was everybody. So at some point in, in, in what we see in the, in the Bible is that when there were 120, it was the apostles probably, you know, breaking the bread they were probably meeting at Peter's house or, you know, Matthew's and so on and so forth. But as they were growing, you will remember, the people, the, the need became too much. So to share the, the bread, they had to put now deacons. Are we together? Yes. So what they were doing? They were fellowshipping, as we heard. I like what uh, Lorraine was saying. They were joined. They were together in prayer. They were receiving the apostles teachings, they were breaking the bread, they were seeing wonders and signs. Now, if we put it to our today's language, you know, when we say join together in prayer, we, some of us, we were speaking the other day, I taught in ENLI, you remember, 
and we were talking about the end of the days, and some people, they want to go to Israel. I was one of those. I went to Israel myself. So I went to the upper room and everything, and I wanted to pray. But besides that, you know, if we bring these things to now, what do we mean when we join together? And some of my, uh, the previous speakers spoke. We are talking about intercession. You know, we have on a Monday, we intercede. Right? It's a fasting and intercession. If we are bringing these things to our local, to our current days, we have Passion Night. We spoke about Passion Night. We have Half Night Prayer. Right? When we talk about prayer, receiving the apostles' teachings, we have the ENLI in this church. Right? We have Victory Weekend. We have so many platforms where people are being empowered. Don't forget that we have our strategy to reach the lost is engage, establish, equip, and empower. So when we talk about establish, we have the one-to-one, -one, eh? the purple book. So many things that we can receive the teachings. When we go to breaking the bread, like Lorraine is saying, we have connect groups. We have the youth. We have the children's ministry. In, in the announcements, there was the youth. There are so many activities that we can get engaged in. Okay? And then when you are in this, what is the natural things that will happen? Signs and wonders will happen. Eh? When you see now amidst the people that you are walking through, people now in need, what are the natural things that will happen? It will have compassion. You will see things that you were, your natural eyes were not seeing. Isn't it? You will start seeing things that probably you will say, ah, but you see, I have 20 pairs of shoes. And I can see this brother or sister is only coming with the same, probably not even is coming with the just sandals or, you know, from the tires in my country. Some of you, you know, I'm coming from Latin America. We call it the Goodyear shoes, eh? Because <laughs> what they do is from the, from the tires, they, they make shoes, eh? They put them and they put something. So then you have a, either a Goodyear or Dunlop or all those brands, eh? Type of shoes. So if we, go to, if we go to, what is the natural outcome when we are together, when we become a family? And we are a family. We believe in a church that is a family. Are we together? So the natural thing is compassion, to have mercy, to feel, to sympathize, empathize. Some people, they talk about also empathy, to have pity. So based on our mission, we want to establish a social responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You know, when we talk about, uh, when you go to, to, to NAST, to UNAM, and to do different things, you know nowadays uh, NASAF is not giving any more money for the hostel. Eh? So some people are really in need. When we go to the schools, like uh, uh, we were hearing, you know, there are people that don't have even the toiletries, they don't have things. Then you start feeling that things are missing. And it's not just because, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, the things will, you know, the toiletries will appear. Are we together? They might. <laughs> they might appear, but the Lord has given us the power to create wealth. The, the Lord has given us the necessary tools, resources, jobs, so that we can share, so we can bless. Eh? We need to also be practical in what we do, not just, you know, what we always speak sometimes when we become Christian, we become too, too much mystic. Ne? Is that the word ne, that we were talking? We become too mystical. 
when we should be missional. Are we together the difference? And, and sometimes we just try to spiritualize everything that we do, and we forget about that we are living in a, on an earth. That there are people, even among, amidst ourselves, that are in need. And because you know, we are blinded by certain things, we don't see these things. So, we, we were preparing with Godfrey, this with Godfrey is going to share in the second part. And we were just looking what could be really the verse that speaks about this. And we see those that have your Bibles, if you can open. It's a bit long so, so that we don't get distracted. I will give you some time so that you can find, you know. We need to exercise also looking. We need to sometimes dust off our Bibles. Those that have uh, still the, uh, the physical Bibles, eh? those that have your cell phones at least, that you can update. Probably you, di you didn't open your Bible in a long time. <laughs> when you're trying to open your Bible, the first thing that will come is that you need to update. <laughs> eh? So it's Matthew 9.35. Yeah. So, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. You know, he was doing all what we spoke. You remember, engage, establish, empower. He was doing all the things. He was fellowshipping. But then was something that came. He was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered. Besides the fact that they were being healed. You remember what Julia and Hilda were speaking. It's not just to give something. It's not just to, to, to make sure that the person can walk. There is a lot of things that still need to come. They, there are still things that have to be established in every person. I like the word rehabilitation. You know, I work, uh, some of you, you heard, I work for a faith-based organization in Katutura. So we deal with a lot of people that are in need. So one program that we want to start is with the street kids. And I am in a committee working with the street kids. And uh, in our discussions, obviously, from the, with the Ministry of Gender, they say, please do not give to these kids that are on the, on the traffic lights. Do not give anything. Why? Because they are actually employees of what they call the hruters. You know, they are hruters that they drop them early in the morning and pick them up. So, uh, so they are employees of some, some other people. If you give them, you are keeping them on the streets. Yeah? It's amazing. You will still find some of them even late at night. They are still begging. Yeah? And it's not, oh, poor child, how will he reach or she will reach home? They, the more, the worse they look, the more, they, you know that they can sometimes make up to $600 a day. There's a research, ne? they can make. So the thing is, but the, the, the problem is this, some of these guys are addicts. Ne? They smell uh, cocaine, they, not cocaine, uh, even um, diesel, petrol, you know. To keep them on the streets, these grotters, what they do is they, they, they make them as uh, 
they are, they are addicted. So to, to keep them off the street, to be part of a program, there is a, in Block, probably some of you, you know, there is a, a program for them, and they try to get them rehabilitated. So it's not just the fact that you give them something to eat, but you need to work with them to get them out of that. And the biggest problem is they are indebted because they also owe the money to the Hrutas. So at some point, it's a very complicated issue, and it's what Hilda was saying. It's not just, okay, take $5 and buy. You need to be ready to walk the way through with the person. Now that is the second mile. Ne? How can you do that? It's only if you feel the compassion. It's the only way that you will feel and say, I can do something for this person. And sometimes some of us, we are busy, like probably Hilda and others, but you can always give. And we go back to Tian's uh, service, and that is this uh, we share. You can always give here, and because there are people that can do that. Are we together? Great. So after the yellow part there, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord for the harvest. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into this harvest. And that's what we need to pray. You know, that we there are there are people, that there are people like Julia, that there are programs that we can really go out and do something. Eh? Great. So compassion, the great commandment, Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40. Starting with 37, you shall love the Lord your God. 39, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. So compassion is an attitude of God. As we behold God, we become compassionate. So it's one of the characters of God. And again, it's the issue of witnessing. How can you witness something that you have not seen? Only you can... Only in the presence of God, you can be transformed eh, into a compassionate person. Because naturally, we are what? Selfish. Especially men, eh? now talking to men. We are the most selfish people <laughs> that are around, you know, even with our own kids. We don't even want to share our wives. You know, we are, we are one kid more. <laughs> we are fighting. We are fighting for the love of our wives with our own kids. So, food and so many other things. You know, by nature, we are selfish. So it's only by beholding somebody that gave his only begotten son for us that we can be transformed and regenerated in our minds to be able to give. Eh? Otherwise, it's very difficult. Otherwise, we become too mystic, too mystical. <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong, please. It's nothing wrong, but also we need to be missional. We need to be balanced in our ways. We cannot be just living up high, too high, that we, can, we are forgetting that, that there are people that are in need. So uh, Acts 2, verse 44, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Yeah, this is a bit tricky. Sure. You know, some people... When we were reading some commentaries about this. It's not that we are preaching communism. Communism, please. Eh? It's not that we are starting now to become 
the old Russia and China and so on and so forth. They were not preaching communism. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Acts 4, verse 32 to 37. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. So this is a very interesting thing. Can we go to... Now a question from me to you. And every nation dorado. Are we of one heart and soul? Us. Let's start today. Do we think that we... I, I like today, eh? we are talking one thing. Eh? From Julia, from Lorraine, from all of us. We are talking one thing. But it's not just here. and It looks like it was made up. It wasn't. Eh? It wasn't made up. But we should become of one heart and one soul. Eh? If we want, for instance, to start giving things to the We Share campaign, to the give a, to a child, what is the name? Support a child. And all the programs that we have, we need to be of one heart and one soul. And we have, and we have all things in common. Whatever extra we have, whatever things, some of us even we, share, we say, the best will be not just to give, oh, I have 20 pairs of shoes, let me give one. Eh? It's to go to the shop and buy one eh? to the person that needs. One heart and one mind. We need to be united in matters of the faith. United in practice. They were they, in the old... Testament, the, in the New Testament, the, the disciples were performing the same duties. They observed the same commands. They, they shared strong affections for one another. Imagine if there were 120 people praying. They started growing to 2,000, to 5,000. They were almost living together. Eh? And that is what Lorraine was talking. We are, we are going from connect to connect. We are going to passionate. We are going to this. We are going to that. We are going to the hospital. We are, going, we are moving in, as one body, as one component. We are coming to intercession because in intercession is where we, where we download the things from heaven. When we get direction and say this is where we need to go. As one, eh? as a group of one, as a company of one. Philippians 2, as from verse 1. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is, now this is Paul talking to the Philippians, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. So, we really need to be intentional in becoming one, in being friends. You know, in the Connect group, some of us, we celebrate birthdays, uh, this, uh, when the babies are, what do you call this, when the babies are? <laughs> Baby showers. 
<laughs> my kids are big. My kids are big. My kids are big. <laughs> but now my wife also goes to these baby showers. Because you see, we men, we are not invited. That's why I know. That's why, I, you know, it's not a familiar term to me. <laughs> But again, it's becoming one. But again, it's not just becoming one, just because, you know, with Godfrey, we share the same values, we live in the same neighborhood. It's going the extra mile. Eh? You know that we have a church also in Victory, the church Victory in Babylon. Eh? We have also the different campuses. So it's not just because I, I know this person and I have sort of, I can, you know, is this more or less the same that I will build a relationship. I like Hilda and I ask permission from her. One thing I appreciate from her is she invites people sometimes for, for lunch. And I encourage all of us, you know, invite each other. Even if you don't know, you know, invite Verna, invite, especially the people that are in university. As we heard, NASAF now has some difficulties. So it's important, you know, that we invite the students, to our houses, people that are leaving, you know, before they go, the, the last meal. <laughs> although, they, although they had too many meals already, I think. Huh? There were too many meals. But it's good that we know each other. It's good because otherwise, if we don't know each other, we don't even know what this person is going through. I, I, in the past, we had a, a, a brother, I don't know if you remember, Benjamin? What was his surname? But I love of Benjamin, he knew when one of the person's uh, uh, congregants was not coming and was asking, where is this person? To find out that it was in the hospital or there was a funeral or there was something. But if we don't, ah, this person is not coming for a month and we don't feel anything for the person, we are not of one mind, of one spirit. And we need to say, okay, no, at least get to know each other. What is your name? Where do you stay? What is, the, what is your need? Yeah? So what shall we do? Let's go to practical things now. If anyone has material worldly possessions and see his brother in need, but has no pity, compassion on him, how can the love of God be in him? Okay? So it's, 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 it's really not just for the rich, rich, those that have already everything that are sorted, Everybody can do, you know. All of us, we can share. Again, as I told you, I, I live, uh, I, I work in a, in a faith-based organization there in Vanaheda, and we share everything. We have an after-school program for the kids, and whatever there is, we give, and we stretch it to the maximum so that everybody can get something. Because sometimes they don't have anything. They come hungry, they come after school. There is even nothing at home. They didn't have breakfast at home because there is nothing. They went to school hungry. They come to the center to get whatever is there because even at home there is nothing. Okay? So if you can give something, it is helpful. Yeah. So what shall we do? Let's get practical. So start at home. One, as we discussed, get to know at least the person that is next to you. Okay? Find out. Even in the connect groups. You remember, I'm not publicizing my connect group. But it happens in all connect groups. There was somebody that was in need. Uh, the person had to go for a job interview. You remember, Eli? The person had to go for a job interview in P2Gold, in 
Chiborongo. So all of us, we put something. Eli also, they help to, uh, uh, something in Ochebrongo, where they can sleep, accommodation. So we assisted the person. The person did, didn't get the job, but at least it managed to go to the interview. You know? So they are very practical things. But again, if you don't go to connect, who will know that you are in need? One is also our responsibility. You know? We cannot be also ah, too proud. Eh, no, I can manage. I can do it on my own. You know? We need also need to be a bit vulnerable and say, okay, I am in need. But also from the other side, the Connect group members also just try to be intentional and get to know the person. Eh? Not just, just go there, eat, and then go. <laughs> eat the cake and go. Participate in outreaches. As we were speaking, Julia was very correct. You know, whenever we go to the hospitals, and, and those that went to the hospital outreaches, those people, they need toiletries. They need even somebody to bath them. Once I went to one of those outreaches, the person needed even to go to the toilet. Now, who will take them to the toilet? No, 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 who, no, me, no. I am not part of this thing. I just came to pray for you, that's it. <laughs> huh? Huh? Can we say that? We, we are there. Who will take them to the toilet? So we had to take them to the toilet and so on and so forth. Eh? But it's, it's been very practical. Eh, it's taking toiletries, you know, some of them. The, the other day, uh, some of you remember, eh? Uncle Andre was also here in the hospital. We went to pray for him. There was somebody without a shirt. Eh? They didn't have anything. So whenever we go there, we cannot be unprepared. Some of us were, again, too mystical. Just our Bible eh? and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> And the oil, eh? the Bible, the oil, eh? <laughs> we go like that. But the person is naked. The person, the, the person didn't eat. Huh? It's good. I'll take the oil. It's needed. Take the Bible. It's needed. But let's also take something along. Eh? <coughs> Visit, worship from time to time at Victory. You know, we have a church at Victory. And in Victory, there is a, a number of, of practical things. Uh, Pastor N has a soup kitchen for the elderly, those that are interested and have passion for cooking. There is a soup kitchen for the elderly. There is a kindergarten eh, to support a child. Uh, some of us also remember, I think also Julia was there, we built some shal uh, shacks eh, for the people. So there are so many practical things that we can get involved. Eh? Some of us, we don't have too many things to do on, on Fridays, Saturdays. Let's get involved. Uh, another thing is, you know, Auntie Katrina that has the outreach in uh, the hospital. She also needs hands. There are many people that, that you need to go even to take a speaker or whatever is needed. Eh? We need to go and assist. And again, I, I like two, two things that Julia mentioned, you know, sometimes we assume, I know things are fine, no, Auntie Katrina is fine. Probably she doesn't even have petrol money to go to the hospital. Or the guys that go with her, because sometimes what we need to understand, those that are very passionate and they can go are the young people. And sometimes the young people, they don't even have taxi money. Eh? So again, it's the issue of give. If you cannot go, at least... Go to Auntie Katrina and say, Auntie Katrina, is everything okay? Let's not assume. Okay? Then say, Auntie Katrina, can I give you at least 
I imagine it's through the church, can I give you something for the taxi or whatever. Eh? And don't forget what we need to, what we want is to build safety nets. I, I appreciated the other day, some of you know Uncle Jirma, he, he went to this, uh, the outreach in the hospital, they prayed, somebody got healed, you remember, eh? and the, he brought the person in a wheelchair. Now it meant that he had to go wherever the person stays, pick him up, put, him, put the wheelchair, everything in the car, bring him here, from here take him back home, and, and praise the Lord he didn't come along, eh? he brought some other family members. So we need to create that environment. Eh? Yeah. In conclusion, the church of the book of Acts was practical. They prayed, yes, they, did, they devoted themselves to prayer and reading of the word. They went. They went out. And they give. So let's be practical and give not only material things, also our time. Okay? So with those uh, few words, I just want to uh, close this uh, sermon. And just if you could stand to pray for us to have a giving heart, a going heart, not just to stay in the church, not just to stay in the walls of the church, but actually to go out. Are we together? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you give us, Lord, to experience the goodness, to experience how good you are. Because we know, even as Auntie Barbara was saying this morning, we had either a coffee or tea or water or juice when others they didn't. We had a place where we slept, Father God. It was warm. We have our two legs. We have our two arms. We have our sight, we were able to make it to church. We thank you, Lord, that we, you are not giving us that opportunity only for ourselves, but actually to give. Father God, as it is a Sunday and we are starting a new week, Father God, that we remember those that they don't have. And that especially that we go and visit those that are in the hospitals, that we visit those family members, Lord, that are in need that we visit, Father God, people that uh, require our assistance, Father God, that we don't give a blind eye to the needy, that we really offer our time and, and resources, Father God, to support those that are less fortunate, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you bless our pockets as we, as, as we want to embark into this new venture, Father God, of the We Care that as we give, Father God, you multiply. We know that many businesses, including Colgate, and if not mistaken, Father God, they are owned by believers, Father God. And as, as, as they give for the expansion of your kingdom, you increase also their sales. And we pray for those businesses, Father God, that are owned by uh, your people, Father God, that today, Father God, their businesses increase hundredfold, Father God, that those ideas, those businessmen that want to start, and women, that they want to start businesses, Father God, that they start and they prosper, Father God. And even the farms, like Julia was mentioning, that if there are people that have farms, that they can produce things to give to the poor, even 10%, they can be that idea of the tithe, Father God, to give whatever they produce, to the, to the poor, to the needy, Father God, Not, and also to create employment. 
We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing amidst us. You are creating a family, Lord, and that we are coming together as one, and we, be, and we move together as one, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.